1: The Talk Sport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via Apple participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply. See you at mcdonalds.com.
2: I guess in some respects it was exactly the same as up at their place, but the, the opposite way around. So there we played well for 22 minutes up there, which was the last 22 minutes. And, and this time we played well for the first 22 minutes here or 20, 26 minutes, whatever, whatever it was. And uh, yeah, it was like the, the Alamo, wasn't it? And uh, I guess we'll come on to some of the points a bit later on, but uh, some big tactical deficiencies
0: there f- from from my point of view. Yeah, uh, Ian, your thoughts on uh, just a quick resume of the uh, overview of the game?
1: Yeah, I thought we were we were good first twenty five minutes. Got on the front foot, passed the ball, uh, looked a bit inventive with Palmer coming in and playing little slip balls and nice through ball from Olsen, step over from Semenyo, and then we just stopped playing. Now, whether you you put that down to Huddersfield being a good team. Um, they are they are mid table. You know they got 31 points off of 26 games, uh, which isn't that great. Uh, but they were the better side for 70 minutes, and in the second half we didn't play at all. And I, I saw it come in uh, at the end of the first half because we just seemed to—I don't know whether we ran out of legs, whether they outnumber us in midfield but we we just stopped doing all the good stuff we were doing we stopped it stopped it
0: literally stopped it didn't it i mean we literally did, um, we did
1: yeah we did something else that, yeah. so why you have to ask the question but well you know it's it's difficult when you're not down there and you can't see the whole pitch and you're in the stand and you, you know i, I think I just sort of made some Tactical changes and all the rest of it, and got a player out the back three into the midfield. And they just seemed to overrun us. I think Viner was a bit worried about tackling anybody after he'd been booked. Stupid tackle by fam. He was lucky to be on the field for some reason. Well, we'll come on
0: to that when we go through the uh, detail. I was going to ask Dave about that one. Let me come to you next, uh, Mark. Quick uh, thoughts on the game overall.
3: Well, after 26 minutes and those two goals, you know, with the two great, great through balls. I just feel that they're for the taking. They're playing a high line. And when we got hold of the ball, it looked like we could slip the ball through. But, you know, I, f- I remember seeing Semenyo with his head down and when he really could make a quick forward pass, he would dwell on the ball and that stopped it. And then the chances just dried up after about half an hour. And, and Vallejo, Bakuna and O'Brien just poured through. And it was chance after chance. And in the second half, I mean, they must have had about 20 shots in the second half. They finished up with 27 20 shots on goal. in total. Yeah. No, but, 12, but well, if you, if pushed, you think pushed, about it, was, the,
1: yeah. the, the, the writing was on the wall in the first half when O'Brien picked up the ball, ran into the box completely unchallenged with four of our blokes jogging around him. And I'll put it that way because nobody tried to tackle him. And then Bentley tipped it onto it the post. Safe.
3: It was. Did you notice, Ian, it was exactly the same spot that we conceded a goal against Portsmouth when the guy ran from the edge of the area. This time he ran past Viner. The other time he ran past and then and then got down the side and played the ball back across. This time he just went for a goal. I think we were lucky he probably went for the shot because if he'd well, have played the ball across and somebody had followed it in, maybe they'd have scored. But to be quite honest, I mean... The amount of shots that they had, and they were pouring in. I think we were left a little bit disjointed, uh, a little bit disjointed by Tommy Rose's injury uh, when he fouled their player and and aggravated an injury. But really, it was desperate stuff for the last hour Mm -hmm. of the game. I've never seen such a one-sided contest, and we were very, very lucky. But we won.
0: We won. we won. We won. Dave, let me come. Let me come to you for a couple of early incidents uh, in the game. I say we. Ian's already commented on the, that run from O'Brien, but that was after a bright start by us. Uh, I think Naki Wells put ahead of Jess Wide early on, and then uh, Diou though he was. Some referees would have sent him off for that challenge on Bakuna, wouldn't they? It was not in a dangerous area, non-threatening, but the foot was high. Would you have seen that as a sending a sending off, uh, Dave? I, I think we'd all be sat
2: there and thought if that was the Huddersfield player going through FAM, we'd be baying for a red card. It's, it probably was, I think. It, it certainly was orange, bordering on, on red. And I think the fact that it happened in the third minute probably helped FAM. I think if it happened, happened after 20 minutes, he'd have been gone because it wasn't a good challenge. And I don't think uh, we'd have had and too was- many complaints if he'd have got a red card.
1: And it was was stupid and it was reckless and it was unnecessary. You know, that's the thing.
3: The thing thing is, he does that a lot though, Ian, doesn't he? He Yes, he does. He's got got this urge sometimes. I mean, the, the game against Charlton last season when he got himself sent off and we got out of jail and then against Millwall. Well, he was only on for what quarter of an hour with those two yeah. stupid challenges. Why? I don't know why he doesn't. That's, a, that's the, the would have reviewed that in the Premier League, and
0: he would have gone. He, he'd have gone. That's the sort of challenge that Semenyo did yeah. against uh, Derby, which was you know one of his early games yeah. last season. I mean, uh, Dave. Uh, I'm going to come to uh, Ian in a moment for the first goal, but Dave Palmer, he actually had it about in this evening. Certainly for the first 25 minutes, and he did a great ball. Out on the right to uh, Mariapa, whose cross was a, as abysmal as the ball was good, wasn't it? Yes, do you remember that one early on? Just
2: yeah, doing little little a yeah, little knock inside the full-back and uh, Mariapa on it. And I'm, I'm thinking, just pull this uh, across the... along the floor, along the six-yard box. And one of our two strikers will get a tap-in and unfortunately uh, got it all wrong. But yeah.
0: and, and if Jack Hunt had been there to receive it, do you think it might have been a better end product because i'm not convinced by mariappa to be honest but you know what, what what do you think jack would have made better use of it
2: um yeah i think mariappa should have to be fair i don't think there was much excuse for that i think i think he's a, a steady right back uh defensively i'm not sure he's he's as, he's nowhere near as good as jack hunt going going forward but you know we're he's been brought into cover basis because of injuries so you know, i didn't you know the rub of the green is it
0: yeah, well, City's early play, uh, early inventive play. Uh, Ian got the goal it uh, pretty much uh, deserved, which was on the twenty-second minute. Talk us through that first goal, because was it was it Mawson or um, was it Mawson or Callas put it that ball Mawson. through?
1: Mawson, yeah, Mawson put the ball through, um, pushed the ball through, nice step over from Semenyo, and Fan went off, and he was played on by either one of the fullbacks. Take your pick. Um, yeah, but uh, he went through. Great finish, um, and that's the, the kind of form he's in, and that's why he needs to get better service than he's getting.
0: Yeah, Mark, the uh, city were uh, buzzing a bit. Then the second goal came within four minutes. Uh, take us through that one, as as you saw it. Another good play by uh, Palmer, wasn't it? Yeah.
3: Yeah, Kel Palmer brought the ball down uh, about twenty yards out to the right of the goal, and he just played the ball deliciously through inside of Nabi Sar. And th- th- forwards, they're on, you know, if they're on their toes, and he hit the ball uh, from the, you know, from the, from the right hand side of the area into the bottom right hand corner. First time, it was a sweet finish uh, from from Fromara. He could have played easily, played it across to, to Naki Wells. Who was you know sniffer on the other post, but he hit it sweet two nil, and it looked like the game. You know we, we were going to add. It was to in it. the bag, wasn't it? You know? It was in the bag. It Looked like
0: it. Yep. But then the shape, the shape of things to come, came on thirty-one minutes with uh, well. We'd have the earlier attempts from uh, O'Brien, and then Saar headed one wide. But uh, Dave, when Roe went off five minutes before the break, I don't really think he he's he's just a good pro does an adequate job in that position. I don't think it rocked us too much. In fact, Jack Hunt came on, and the first thing he did was have to head the ball off the line as Huddersfield gave intention of what was to come in the second half, didn't they? But uh, your thoughts on Rowe and that Hunt header, that was uh, expert positioning by him. Yeah, I guess it's it, it
2: slightly unbalanced us with Marriott having to go to left-back and then not having a natural left-sided player on that side. But I, I don't think Rowe going off was the the momentum change, I think is, you know, you've got to give credit to Huddersfield and Corbett for changing things and and you've got to give our guys a lot of discredit for not picking up and reacting to it. And it, Are you talking about our
0: coaches? Are you talking about yeah. our coaches or our yeah.
2: players? Our coaches? You no, know, right. well, I guess co- coaches, but you also want your players on the pitch to solve problems, don't you? I think that's the buzzword, isn't it? And I don't, and I don't think we did that and, you know, <laughs> H- H- Huddersfield all all through the game made purposeful, committed runs, and they run at pace at you, and they commit people forward. And it's one of those games where, had we got the third goal, we it, you know, and I know, say, we we could have gone on, and got five five or six. Because yeah. well, we all, they, we almost they, did get that third quite, goal,
0: Dave, didn't we? Right, right did, at the start yeah. of the second half, Fan put it through, and it was a poor first touch yeah. from Semenya, wasn't it? Because that would have been it then, game over, wouldn't it? Just that yeah. one. They play.
2: They, they they play on the edge. You know that's that's the way they play. It's it's you know you've got if you look at Leeds and you've got Bielsa and you know Corbrand's disciple to some extent in the, this season in the Premier League they've played on the edge as well. You know they play everything at full tilt and if it comes off they're going to be great and if it doesn't come off they're going to get you know they're going to concede some goals and that was a bit like the first half today. Um, but what they did they committed men forward. And we didn't commit to going with them as well. And we didn't also slow the game down a bit. We we, we had, I think, about 5 minutes. Left. I think Andy Vyman mentioned it in the commentary in the second half where it looked like we just took the sting out of it because everything, they dragged us into playing quick as well. And there was a couple of times early second half when I think Semenyo almost went through and bobbled off his shin. But then he almost went down the right-hand side again and, and we gave away sloppy touches and we let them come back at us. And we let them yeah. come back at us. And I think yeah. that's where... We're weak as a side. We don't know how to close a game out, and you know, you know, we, we, we struggled second you know, half. Do you think?
0: Do you think Calas exudes enough as a as a skipper, an inspirational skipper? Because you can't fault Mawson or Calas uh, today with their performance, but. You know, do you, do you look like Lewis Carey used to be? We talked about this in a game earlier this season against when Carey, we had a game against Southampton years ago, but we were really up against it. And Carey, almost by himself, seemed to pull the side together. Do you, do you think Callas is lacking a bit in that respect as a leader? Yeah, sorry, I didn't know if you were going to come back to me then. I was just talking. Just, I, I just thought Callas is a leader by, by example. <laughs> All right, but... Well, yeah, yeah, that's all yeah, right. No, 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 I'll go, no, go to Ian. No. Let me go to Ian. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go to Ian. <laughs> Not about Callas. Ian, let's look about... Look, this pressure was building. The goal that, that, that made the match even more a knife-edge affair came on 58 minutes. Aaron in Impenza, if that's the right way to pronounce it, combining yeah. and uh, Bakuna Benza. in Benza. Any, anybody at fault for the goal, Ian, or just a reward for their pressure?
1: Well, it was coming, wasn't it? I mean, you 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 know you couldn't look at that game and think, well, you know, who's going to be the next side to score? Oh, I think it'll be City because uh, the only way we were going to get one was on the break, and and Semenyo fluffed that uh, on Saturday, uh, lo- unlike he did on Saturday, I should say. So um, no, it, I, mean, and it, I, I wouldn't necessarily fault anybody for it, but it was they were having a field day down both flanks, really, in the second half, but particularly the left. Because we keep pulling in narrow, and giving players twenty yards of space and asking them to cross the ball. So go on, yeah. have cross it. See if someone can edit it in. Go on, have another go. Have the ball, but have another go. Go on, and that's yeah. what we keep doing. And it's not this game; it's every game. Um, and if, and particularly Norwich, I mean, their two wing backs must have felt that they, all their birthdays and Christmases had come at once, because. They had a field day, and they had so much space to have a field day. They didn't have to be any good to have a field day. No. Ju- we just tucked Well, we in.
0: just retreated, and we didn't even close them down. We literally would, were just, they were just lining things up. I mean, after the goal, I've got Tofolo. He set up Campbell, who should have scored. He put that one wide in his prime yeah. 10 years ago. That would have gone in. And then Vigello. Vigello on right, one. Vigello, is it? If that's the right pronunciation. Yeah, Vileco hit the bar, <laughs> and then Dan Bentley, you know, he is the best goalkeeper in the Championship. He needs to be. That save mark from uh, Bakuna on the 88th minute. Not a top-draw effort, wasn't it?
3: Yeah? Yeah, I mean, he hit it with a bit of whip, um, Bakuna, to the centre. He got his he got his knee over the ball, executed very well. I think it was on the rise a little bit, so it was helpful to the keeper. But reaction saves, he's, he's fantastic. Uh, I think he just, sometimes I think mean, he's getting better in the air. A lot yeah. better in the air than he was uh, Dan Bentley. Yeah, I think he's the best goalkeeper in the league. If he won, yeah. well, there's no way we'd be in this position at this stage of the season, David. Yeah. So uh, we got we got him to thank. But there was a, just before the, the, those chances, uh, when they brought Manchon and Martin, there was a little lull and we just seemed to be slowing the game down a little bit. I remember Apple won a free kick on the left. It looks like we weathered the storm, but yeah. No, they're just coming. they just coming coming.
0: <laughs> I mean, Dave, Dave, what did you think of the substitutions? They came on the 64th minute. Um, Martin and Naj coming on for Famara and uh, Naki. I suspect Famara was a bit peed off that he wasn't given a chance to get his hat-trick, although the way we played, you couldn't have seen him get any, getting a sniff. But your thoughts on the substitutions, uh, Dave, and the timing of them?
2: Yeah, I might have, I might have done it a, a little bit earlier. Um, but no, I think we, we had to we had to change it. And, you know, we needed fresh legs, whether they were the right people to come on or not, I, I, I don't know. But um, it, it, we went kind of like 4 5 1, 4 3 3, didn't we? And uh, as, as Mark said, we had a five minute spell where we took a bit of the sting out of the game, but that was it. And then it was straight back on us again. You know, I, I wrote down better shape. And then just as I wrote that, that was when Vallejo uh, hit that 35-yarder against oh, the bar. Oh, it was
0: cracking. I, like, I, needed to see, I needed to focus on that a couple of times because it almost looked different angles. Did it hit the underside? I thought it, there's no stanchion yeah. at the back anymore, but it was a funny one that you think, how did that come out? Because
3: it sort of hit the bar yeah. and went straight down, didn't it? It came down and it had so much spin on it that Bakuna could only hit the ball down into the ground. Right, and I think, and and and, and he, he hid it away. There was he, he couldn't control the ball uh, because it was uh, it was spinning so much when it when it bounced back. So we were lucky. The only sniff that we got in the second half actually was uh, the, the, their keeper Schofield almost made the same mistake as he did on Saturday against Watford. I don't know if he saw the goal that uh, they conceded. I mean, he, I thought he was having a cup of tea. He waited so long for a back passing yeah, and, and, and scored. But he he was lucky he was next to the post when Semenya ran in and that was the only sniff we had yeah. in that second half, wasn't it? The only one. On seventy five yeah. minutes.
0: I mean, Ian, stats, stats, stats. You can't get away from the stats. I mean, 64-36 uh, in their favour for possession, but that doesn't really mean a lot. 27 shots against R4, six on target against R2, 13 corners against R0. Yeah. But one statistic that I picked up uh, that somebody put on o the last 12 matches, we've had 95 shots on goal and we've allowed the opposition 195. Now, the fact in that last 12 matches, we've won, what, is it five or six of them? We're winning matches. But, Ian, 195 shots allowed, more than 100 than we've had. That's the mid...
1: How many times do we say it? It's the bloody midfield all the time, isn't it? Yes? The problem that you've got is that everything we do is bang average. Right? We've got a bang average attack, an attacking record we've got a bang average defensive record. And for me, we've got a poor midfield. Mm. And I'll keep saying it. Um, if you look at... you, I'll give you a stat. We've got a goal difference of zero. Yep. So we scored 27 and conceded 27. Now, if you mm. want to know why Huddersfield or where they are, they've scored 29 goals, but they've let in 37. Mm. And I, I think the difference tonight was if they'd had our front two, I think they'd have probably scored six. And, uh, if they'd had our middle two, they, uh, we probably wouldn't have scored. Yeah. So that's where we've got, uh, a bit of quality and a bit of edge. And we should have for what we paid for it. I mean, yeah. that's 28 million quid for us. The center halves, and not on 11 million pounds for us. The center forwards we started with. So let's not uh, scratch our heads and wonder why, um, but it, it, when I look at it, that I don't see the organisation. I mean, we've won more games in Middlesbrough and more games than Bournemouth. Yeah. But the trouble yeah. is, when, when we play, I was going to say we don't play badly and win, but we did tonight. But what we can't do is draw a game. When, when things aren't going well and we concede, certainly if we concede the first goal, we struggle. And, yeah. and that's the problem and it's only additional players coming in and i don't know possible change of coach
0: it's going to change it yeah let me ask no dave. i'm not
1: saying yeah. it should happen but i'm just oh. saying that that's i can't see it changing otherwise
0: let me let me come to dave about the statistics and this business about shots uh, made and shots allowed that's what it boils down to but before you answer i want to pick up somebody's um put on there they've, they've not got a, a name it's just a code can we enjoy the win please yeah and this was what i think hampshire red said about me on O'Tib. oh you're negative 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 we're not as dave's put here on the text in response to that we're here to discuss the game i've just said and we've said collectively, cracking goals. We've also said that Dan Bentley is one of the best goalkeepers, if not the best, in the championship. No, no, no. Yeah, he's, he's the best. He is the best. <laughs> and we've also said Callas and Mawson are looking like a centre half combination that is worth 30 million. If we have 30 Did million quid worth of midfield players out there we might be saying the same
3: about our midfield and then we wouldn't be getting overrun so all those did you, people- did, you, did, you did you did you see the clearance that um, Mawson made when Kalas made a back for him and uh, somebody said it was yeah. like Strictly kept yeah. dancing yeah. and he swept but- the ball away
0: But Dave, I've just got that off my chest because we're not—we're positive when we need to be. We were positive after the Millwall game, and we're positive about the three points and everything. But Dave, the statistics—something fundamentally wrong when you've got that imbalance between shots made and allowed, isn't there? Um,
2: Yes, yes, and no. I guess it depends on where those shots are coming from. You know where where your position as defenders, and you know. Earlier on this season we conceded a lot of shots from outside the box because actually teams didn't get into the box to threaten us. So if teams are taking twenty five yard shots and they're getting blocked or you know they're comfortable saves for Dan Bentley, you know, that, that's fine by me. You know, and if they outnumber our shots two two to one because we create more guilt edge chances, I'm I'm pretty happy with that. If teams get desperate and want to take shots, that's fine. Tonight obviously was very different and and in fairness, it's been very different for for quite a while now and and we've started to concede more threatening shots if that if that makes sense and that's the bit we got to cut out we We allowed them to get into two easys there and I guess the, the the biggest observation for me today was for the first twenty five thirty minutes, we played as a quite a tight team and if you look if you looked at our lines on the on robin's TV, you could see, all 10 outfield players on the screen at one time okay and that normally means they're within and you know I've said it before they're normally within 30 to 35 yards front front to back and therefore one when you lose the ball you haven't got so far to bloody get it back because you're not that far away from anyone and you can play as a a, you know a bit more compact team Mm. but then where we started to go wrong, and, and partly this is Huddersfield, as I said, because they started to commit players forward and put players, let's, let's call it wrong side of our players, to make make us stretch the gaps. And that's, you know, Korberan's theory, isn't it, in terms of giving his centre-backs then loads of time on the ball to, to, to get, to, to you know, to, to kind of probe and push wide or, you know, get it to the full-backs. But the start of the second half, I, I, I shouted at the, the telly several times, we had a goal kick, or we had several goal kicks. Callas and Mawson have gone short for it. And, and they press us, and we can't take that goal kick. So what do we do? Well, it- then launch it 60 yards down the pitch, yeah. whilst Callas and Mawson are still ambling their way outside the, the six-yard box. So you've got a huge gap. And if the ball drops down, suddenly Viner and Backinson, in particular, have got huge areas to cover. And they've overloaded those areas and they've committed us. Juju and Martin... Sorry, Juju and Wells are too far forward. And I I said to to Ian before we started this call, I thought Wells did remarkably well with balls into him, head and chest down tonight. I thought he hit the ball really well on occasions. But boy, did he get some crap service tonight. And boy, did he make a lot of of those passes and, and bailed us out considerably, in my opinion. But what we should have done... If, that, if you can't go short, what do you do? You reset and you think, right, we're not going short. Let's get the centre-backs up the pitch 40 yards. Our center forwards is 10 yards into their half. And all of a sudden, we're closing that gap to 20 yards. And we didn't do that tonight. And we just played into their hands and they won possession in the holes and they exploited us. And, and to me, that is Coaching. basics. And, and that's poor from it's our professional thing. guys to have not picked up on that. It's naive, you, then, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, you just waste time if, if necessary. So I know I'm ranting about this, but yeah. By the time Callas and Mawson get up to within 10, 15 yards inside of our hat, you've wasted another ten seconds. You've taken a bit of sting out of out of their attack, and we didn't do that. We just let turned it over and turned it over and let them come on us yeah. wave after wave after wave after wave. And naive- I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's acceptable.
0: No. Thing. sorry so let, let, let me get Ian to come back in on that that's an in-depth review of the tactics there from Dave Ian. I mean do, what what are your you know we're supposed to have two accomplished coaches and a and a nice human running things on the pitch <laughs> you know I mean that Dave sums it up very well there doesn't he you know it was <sighs> it was just naive and it was embarrassing to watch it the way we surrendered it i had a friend of mine from london who'd been watching it somehow i think he's working in a broadcast studio and even he said how did you you know so what happened to you for the last hour you know and he changed the formation probably two or three times me,
1: yeah finished yep right um i it's not just shots it's crosses we, we must we, it's, it's almost like we, we're, we're doing defensive practice right you have the ball uh, and you just cross it right you keep crossing it um, and we'll we'll see how many we can head out go on go for it and and we this crosses it shots and it's all because we're back in our own penalty area or edge of and you, you can't play like that you, because it, it against the better sides they had 27 shots tonight, and I think six on target. Mm. You know, you do that against one of the better sides, and they'll have 27 shots, and they'll have 12 on target, and they'll score with four of them.
0: Yeah, no, so absolutely you, right, Ian. You've got to be,
1: right. you've you've got to be, um, have, you've got to find a way to get hold of the ball. And and when we had the ball, and when we attacked in the first half, we looked a pretty good side. The first twenty minutes, yeah, that. the first looked at that, twenty have, minutes, yeah, no, 100%. yeah, you, you looked at that and you'd have thought, well, they're not a bad side, Bristol City. They're, you know, why are they where they are? Well, I can see where they are because they're tearing others fell apart, and they got two sharp lads up front. Then, <laughs> if you'd have gone out and come back in, you'd have think they swapped shirts,
0: yeah,
1: because it just it and it's not the only game we've been like it. Uh, go back to the Derby game. Derby come, they're bottom of the league. And I think they had something like 65% possession, if not 70. And we keep doing it. So I'm worried that the coaches we've got haven't got the answer to it. And uh, and, and I, I just, I can't, I can't see what they're doing to improve it. I mean, obviously the first 20 minutes, yeah, thumbs up. Very good. Yeah. Um, but you I'm can.
0: Penetrative passes as well, because the way. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the way that lad, uh, who's a youngster, wasn't he? That O'Brien ran into the box. I mean, I, I, there was one part in the second half, and Mark might remember this, when Semenyo was going forward, and I think the commentator said, "Why has he stopped? Because we see yeah. it as though we advance into territory, and then we think we got to go back, we got to go sideways." Well,
3: what we were doing great in the first half, and when when Dave said we were playing compact, is one and two touch football in triangles. So we, you know it was it was pass, 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 man. You know, you know, offer 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 uh, a pass, a man in possession, move forward, pass, break the lines, doing that consistently. We stopped yeah. doing that in the second half. But the major problem we got is we just can't tackle in midfield, and we so we gave away so many fouls deep inside our half. I mean, we were just very lucky that feel didn't make anything of it. I mean, we just yeah. we thought we got over that Saturday. We didn't give those free kicks away against Millwall. You know, where they could stick their big men up. And I think uh, uh, O'Leary had, had flapped it one cross, didn't he, from Smith? when he pushed, tried to push him back into the goal with a with a header late on. And we just we well, didn't there was see a header we give those three the header from the away.
1: midfield. Well, there was a header from the midfield lad on Saturday. at was O'Leary brilliantly saved down by the foot of the. Yeah, yeah, he headed down.
3: down yeah, down by his, down by his near post. Apart from that one, but That's right. tonight it was just it, the crosses were just were just relentless. And but it's our tackling in midfield, you know.
0: We do sound we sound like a broken record but, going on about midfield. It was interesting that they brought on uh, a lad called Pritchard, who we've been linked with, not long enough. On to yeah, experts youngster, and then good old Richard Keogh, You know, despite his uh, embarrassing situation that happened at Derby, he still puts in a decent performance, and you know he's the sort of player that yeah, he, just,
3: he drives, he drives them forward, doesn't he? Just a bit. I don't, I don't want to dwell too much <laughs> on
0: markings because we've got a new way of doing it now, where you go higher or lower and just shout it out, and I'll take, I'll take the view. And if, if I think that the higher is higher than what I've given the two people, three of you shouting, I'll go higher, right? Dan Bentley... Are you going to say same. good
3: game, good game as well?
0: Good game, good game. Well, it was a good game for 20 minutes, right? Lads, Bentley, I've given him an eight.
3: Agreed. Agreed. Freeze. Agreed,
0: yeah. Right. okay, you're supposed to go higher or the same? Stick. Say stick, Same, right? same, stick. Right, Say stick. stick, stick, right. I'll do the back four as a... No, I won't do it as a collective... I give Mariapa and Rowe and Hunt, because Hunt and Rowe sort of one player, basically, today. I gave those two-stroke three, six. Oh, I, I yeah. gave Mariapa five, and
2: I gave Rowe six, and I gave Hunt five. But
0: I'm... Okay, all right. Callas and Mawson, they did their job. I gave them both a seven. higher. I yeah, eight. Hope, yeah. Both Dallas eights. Was, uh, Both eight. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um in the middle, uh I've given Semenyo. What on, yeah, I know. <laughs> it, across the for the four in the middle, I've given Semenyo because he did do the dummy. Higher or lower? Lower. Five. So,
3: okay. Lower.
0: Right, five, so five, right, we reckon Semenyo five. Palmer, I've given him a six because he did a, he did that great pass out of Mariapa where he scuffed the cross and he set up the goal and he's actually looking like the player that we paid four million quid for. <clears> he <throat> um, worked really hard today, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> right, Lower, so, I'd say five. No, six for me. Okay, and then a two in the middle, because that's what they were. They're meant to be the anchor players, Viner and Backinson. Sorry, I've given them a four, both of them. That's not two each. I've given them four each. Because I thought <laughs> they didn't... They just didn't... They don't... For some reason, they don't... Don't tackle. seem to gel as a unit or well, they don't tackle. They don't tackle. They've both got the stance of a bit like... Remember Carlton Palmer? We've said this before. You know, they've got a physical presence. but they don't put it about in there in that way so higher than a four yeah I no. I
2: deliberated stick, on. stick
0: stick I deliberated I give them fives them or sixes I, I, I thought they were let down yeah. by
2: the the, the the three guys on the touchline today I think they were hung out to dry in there really
0: who are the three? that you're talking oh, about? <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were talking about the wingers because I thought where's the third one? No, no,
1: I, 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 no, I, I think he's quite right, but I think you have to face facts that we haven't got two players at the club that can play in a four-four-two or a, or as it turns into a four-two-four. Yeah, yeah. We, we just haven't we just haven't got those players. Yeah. So you need I, to. I do think we saw first half. We
2: have That's
0: That's the thing. We have first we twenty
1: minutes, some, Dave. I'll give you that. Yeah, first first yeah. half hour, we play some good no, football. First twenty-five.
0: And... Look, we scored the goals inside yeah. twenty-five minutes. So Dave's right. Yeah. Pedro, yeah. Up front, yeah. up front, just to finish on that topic. Up front, I've given Nakia five.
3: Higher, no? low, like six, uh, six, uh, six, higher, six, six.
0: Okay, and then I've given Fam uh, an eight because he scored yeah. two goals. You can't take oh, that yeah. One. yeah. Yeah. It's it's in agree. the shop window, isn't he. He's in the shop window. Is Do he, we is think? He? Uh, That's well, do we, well, we're going to come on to Twentyman versus Ashton. We're going to come on to Twentyman versus. A couple of things I want to say. Uh, vyman he ain't no analyst, is he? He hasn't got a future sat on the sofa. was sort of. You he's so pa- he's, he's very and, passionate,
3: and, isn't, isn't he?
0: Well, <laughs> and then and then Ian, you said about Peter Trigo. Is it Tree Grow, Trigo, or trego And he's sort of kinder,
1: and he's wearing very yeah kind well, that's a modern disease. It's it's like the right disease. That's another one that's coming. It's closely followed the So disease. So if I'm making a point, I say to you, uh, Ashton Gates a really good ground, right? Right. It's, 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 come, from, it's come from America. And I've I was i I've actually tweeted to CNN about their, their uh, anchors and their contributors because they're at it all the time. Uh, yeah. Trigo... Yeah. It, you didn't he play cricket for Somerset? Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: he
1: did. Play. I I I, I, think, and I Gold of Bath City. I don't I don't think he's uh, he's very good. No, I, um,
2: think, I think Lisa Knights is,
1: is better to be honest. Well Lisa Knights used to work for Sky, so I mean she's yeah. she's a pro, um, in the nicest sense Rock of the word.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Whereas I think he's trying to make his way in the world. I, I mean, so. I don't get me wrong. I don't give a monkey's what kind of suit he wears. That, that's his, his personal. Yeah, I was trying. I was
3: trying to turn it down, but they, they didn't have a volume control for that.
1: Well, I, I know he got a set of speakers when he bought it, but um, <laughs> no, I, I'm not. Uh, no, I just I don't, I don't I don't think he's very good. I really, the thing that I hate most about, uh, and it's not just Robin's TV. It's the people who who do the pictures. Uh, is that they will show replays of nothing. I mean, Huddersfield almost scored in the second half and they were showing a replay of, of, of a ball going out of play.
3: Yeah, um, that run through by Campbell, wasn't it? It was hacked clear yeah. by, uh, by
1: Bentley. Yeah. And, and stop it. stop. And I don't want to see any more pictures of Dean Olden. Right? I know what he looks like. Yeah, and oh, you know, but he uh, was, uh, he was an...
0: talking to his coaches. I mean, Tomo said on it. I think we all agree that left back is now a real problem. He said thoughts on potentially giving uh, Vince Harper a debut. That's one for you, uh, uh, Dave. Is Febbs. he at Bath? Vince... Is that right, Dave? Have they brought him back, or is he? No, no he was at Bath, think... sissy, wasn't he? I don't, I don't think
2: he's at Bath. I think he's he with the club. But I, I've, he, I've literally Is he in the bubble? He's probably not. No, you're t- I mean do, no, you-, no, no, no. do you, no, no, you can t- no, no, on the bubble now because because uh, we're twice weekly <laughs> testing bubble bubbles out the window guys so, so twice
0: weekly testing in. everybody does anybody ah, know right. how we got how the under 23s got on at uh, Swansea
1: they, they won 2-1 on. anybody know they they won 2-1 but I don't know how uh, anybody you know did individually who scored the goals or whatever
3: right Okay, look. Let's move can on. We just go, what, what, can we just go, go back on. to one more stat? Sorry, 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 David. Uh, so my sister Lisa, man, it, mentioned me at halftime. Apparently, uh, up to tonight, in the nine previous games where we gone won the lap, we won. So that's ten in a row.
0: Well, it just shows it just shows the importance for us of uh, the first goal. Right, the big topic. Uh, This week was uh, the uh, appearance, after much uh, complaining, of Mark Ashton. Uh, I think he was uh, smoked out by his comments made to the Sky Reporter and uh, he wasn't going to be left to just ignore all of us here down in Bristol, as he called us on the uh, interview last night. That sort of thing doesn't bother me because there is only one team in Bristol, so let's call it us. Um, I'll let you all have your say on it. Individually, um and, but what I would say was that Gregor sort of buttered him up. But to coin what somebody said when Margaret Thatcher was in power and when she was laid into by um, Jeffrey Howe, it was like being savaged by a dead sheep. I thought Jeff's <laughs> interview last night—he—he he was no dead sheep when he was going for Ashton. So I'll come. Just give your thoughts. I'll come to each of you in turn so you can have your say what you thought and then we'll discuss individual bits of it. But uh, come to you first, Dave. He put this head above the parapet twice in a week. He talks about all the things that we've been talking about. So your thoughts on how he came across. We'll ignore Gregor's interview because I think we talked about that last week. But um, Jeff and um, Ashton, how did you see it, Dave? Um. I- As a general interview, I thought
2: it was, you know, a a good interview, you know, giving us lots of information, you know, appeared to be quite open, but I think as City fans and those of us that, you know, follow what's going on and listen to other people, I think there were some quite big inconsistencies and misalignment with other people in the club, which was quite interesting. Um, I thought there was the, you know, for those of us who have seen enough or heard enough of Mark Ashton... I thought there was his usual self-promoting. And, you know, I've got to stop after this this point. But, you know, oh, I can't possibly tell you the sensitivities of players' contracts, paraphrased Mark Ashton. Uh, but actually, because I can make myself look good, I'll tell you that I've got a, a sell-on clause for um, Adam Webster and Josh Browning. Yeah. Um, whereas he's much more vague on some of the other stuff that might not paint him in a good light. You know, he's there to to self promote
0: so that's my initial thoughts yeah ian he's a master of words isn't he
1: oh we'd make a great politician there's there's no two ways about it um the the thing that um i'd like to know is we've offered fam a really good contract right and we've more or less made our uh best and final offer now I'm not to say that if he came back and said I'll sign a four-year deal if you give me uh, another grand a week uh, that we wouldn't do it but we're about at that stage I got two, two things to say number one we should have been at that stage a year ago you don't let it run down to the last few months and then start doing this he said the reason he couldn't offer Liam Walsh a new contract is because we didn't know what the revenue was going to be, and we didn't know that. That's okay until you then say, well, hang on a minute, and Twentyman didn't pick up on it. You've offered a farmer contract, and you don't know what the revenue is.
0: And, and you've I offered him, so say, one of the best contracts ever offered exactly. to a player, which if you say... Said- who would you exactly. say has been the highest paid player at Bristol City in the last 5 years?
1: Thomas Callas.
0: So mm. and what do we reckon he's on? 22 something like that?
1: 20 25.
0: So but, you're almost well, saying No hang on wait let me oh, let you me
1: finish. Got to tell you a bit. Let, yeah. me, let me finish. If you you can either offer them both a contract, not knowing what the revenue is. And I get it. I mean, they will know what some of the revenue is. They know what they're getting in the solidarity payment from uh, the Premier League. They know what they're getting off the EFL. All they, they they don't know is, will they be allowed to get fans in the ground so they won't be able to judge what their season ticket revenue is uh, to a, to a, a, at the nth degree. But they'd have a rough idea because I think if they do what they do normally and put the season tickets on selling... Uh, March or May or whenever it normally is, you will get people who will buy, uh, who will go out and buy a season ticket. So, uh, those two things don't gel, and you can't have it both ways. You can't say, Well, we don't know what money we're getting, but we've offered Fama contract, mm. uh, but we're not offering Leo Mortar contract because yeah. we we don't know how much revenue we got. The, the, the two things don't gel, don't it's a either a- one or the other
0: yeah before we before i let mark have uh, his say i mean it's interesting you say about season tickets going on sale in march i mean i'll ask you this question ian have you booked a holiday for september because i don't think anybody's going to be buying season tickets in march just like most people won't be bu- booking holidays for august and september which is when the next football season starts
1: so well, I've, I've got a holiday booked in uh, the end of april beginning in may um and I've got another two weeks booked, end of September, beginning of October. But that's a timeshare that I've got. Yeah. All so, I would say
0: is that if you do the first one, you're likely to be, I don't know if you're flying out from Heathrow, but you'd be in the holiday in a Slough for 10 days after you come back then, weren't you? Well,
1: I'm flying out, <laughs> flying out from Bristol. But we, we don't honestly, you know, we don't know. None of us know. Would I think I'll be going? Probably not, would be my guess. But I, I'm hoping that at least some fans will be allowed Back in the ground um, for the start of next season, which is normally second week in August.
0: Yeah, we hope. We really hope. We do want to be back. Um, Mark, your uh, shout on the
3: uh, on the um, Ashton Twentyman interview. Your thoughts? Well, going back to what Ian said, I mean, he he didn't miss an opportunity because he was really hounding him about Liam Walsh. Um, you know, why isn't he signed? And uh, Ashton said, oh, well, referred to him as Walshie and said, we spoke in the last four weeks. He's really settled in Bristol. He wants to stay here. And that went on to that. What I thought was quite strange is why we have to send every player to Solihull to be scammed. Why don't they add the facilities <sighs> in Bristol to do that?
1: You can't, what I would you say, can't blame no, Mark Ashton for that. That's no. medical. Well,
0: you don't know because he can't. No, no, no. To what, might, of, I think what you're, alluding to, what you're alluding to there, Mark, is why are they going all the way up there? And because Mark Ashton. Yeah, when, when we have Samuel, a player. Does he know a consultant? We, and that's why they're going up there. I mean, no, what I would say, and I speak this as somebody who had medical treatment six years ago, right? You go. Hmm where the best people are and sometimes if those consultants have been in harley street or something like that but i had an operation done at that hospital the Spire they're going on about in solihull because the best person for what i needed doing at that time was based there yeah fact yeah Yeah, so i give him a free hit on that
3: the other thing that came out was that Chris Brunt, when he signed, didn't move to the area at all and had to travel 100 miles uh, you know every day to get to training apparently he had a driver but I wouldn't say that that was uh, you know that that didn't come over come over very well you know that's obviously going to tire a player having to do that every day but generally, Can I just, I say, can I just
0: cool. say there sorry Mark, I'm not picking holes in your arguments on there but just looking at the practical side of it Chris Brunt if he lived in Birmingham and he lived let's say he lived in Bromsgrove or somewhere like that he's on the south side of Birmingham and that's just about on the cusp for doing a daily commute. Danny Wilson never brought his family down, and I'm sure we could go through managers. Not gonna have time to do. He lived his family lived up north the whole time, he lived in a flat, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, but I just don't think it's all the Tomlin stories. So these are these yeah. are sort of like red herrings, Dave. Let me come back to you on the one thing that didn't get probed in depth was this business about injuries and performance coaches and everything like that do you think that was probed enough or were you satisfied with with what came out on that i I think i think it's a slightly
2: you know futile thing to to keep digging on because you're never going to come out and say our medical team have been unprofessional and they've cocked up is he you know, no. I, I, th- I think you could, you can pose the question. Uh, I think it's one of those ones you just have to kind of accept that, you know, yeah, they're looking into it, whether it's a, you know, a, an external or internal review, you know, that that's for the club to do. Yeah, it's none of our business. They're it's never, never going no, to be open about things like that.
1: Dave, it is our business because we're stakeholders in the club.
2: But when you believe injuries, that, Ian, then fine. I do genuinely I, believe I, it. I, I
1: don't th- want to know what's wrong with them. I just All I want to know is why we've got so many long term injuries. I've well, told you that they're,
2: they're, they're looking at it, Ian. <laughs> you
1: ain't
2: going to get any more information than that, are you? you know, can I just, add, can, I, just
3: ask, could, can I just ask the three Go of you is there anything they could have done with the conditioning of the players? muscles or whatever to avoid as many hamstring injuries because there just seem to be a a huge number of hamstring injuries we're having we're having could they have not i I suppose they're not avoidable because they happen so frequently but could they have done anything to to avoid so many
0: i don't know and i don't suppose either dave or ian really know because none of us are physios we're not watching what they do day in and day out
3: you know, no, so, it just seems like a lot a lot of hamstring in it does it? It's just it does so and many. if it
0: continues you know if it continues into next season then you know anyway we, look I mean it, he, he put his head above the parapet he did his usual spiel and thanking the landsdowns and everything like that but for me they it said that it, they it, were a, they were thought of
3: us the best the best chairman English chairman in the division he, he made I he think made that's a point
1: probably that,
0: right. I think that's probably I think that's probably right that yeah. they are the most uh, they are the most sensible. I mean, you know, you have to wonder though how Norwich City do and I know they got parachutes here, but how do Norwich City do what they do when they got a bloody cook as a chairperson. You know, because what is it that they've got okay, they get we get pretty much the same sort of crowds as Norwich are getting now but you know, we seem to spend a lot of money in every aspect of the club and don't achieve as much as the expenditure deserves in my opinion for what but that's but mean. on the other
3: hand we don't we don't throw money away and and, and do what chan Siri and morris have done It's sheffield wednesday and derby and try and beat the system because what I think, you know, what they've done is quite awful. And I don't think yeah. Steve Lansdowne, whatever, the club in yeah, jeopardy yeah, that way. Dave's made he a comment on he here. When Nor- I said about
0: Norwich, him. Dave said a comment here. They have a proper head of recruitment. Now, is that that guy that the camera... Stuart did? Webb, isn't it? Stuart he, Webber, I, he, Webber, I think he, right, went, right, from Webber, yeah. he? he somebody, went from Huddersfield, didn't he? He went from Huddersfield to that's Norwich. It. Is that right? Yeah, that's what you meant, meant, Dave, wasn't it? Stuart Webb. And it's interesting, somebody put about managerial failures and what have you, and somebody put about Koppel and what have you, which was probably one of the few times that we have pushed the boat out in terms of signing a manager. Part of the reason he failed was that he wasn't allowed to bring Nicky Hammond as his director of football. Wally Downs did the training ground stuff. Nicky Hammond did all the off the field mm. stuff. And Nicky Hammond, you talk about quality people. Nicky Hammond is now—he was a bang average goalkeeper, a bit better than Mark Ashton ever was. He actually played first team football. But Nicky Hammond is now director of football operations at Celtic. Yeah, not some two-bit club. So that showed the value—the uh, value there. Um, one thing that perturbed me this week was when they were talking about the football league. Uh, Loans, the F.L. loans, the eight million quid, and Cardiff City going for one of those. Are they going to use that to pay off the Emilio Salah fee? I mean, guys, what do you what do you think of that as uh, indicative of well, well, the, the, the behaviour the that they exude over there?
1: The, the thing you had to you should pick up on is the fact that the day before they signed a right back from Crew called Perry Young, who we were linked with, um, and then they they say to because you can't use these EFL loans to um buy players that's what you can't do it has yeah. to be be spent on wages etc etc um not for new players so they do that one day and they go out and get uh, ask for the eight million loan the next now yeah. I, I don't know i don't know if it's a given that you get it or you have to have all eight million or whatever but darby would be at it next i mean you at if, if you look at other clubs, and I, that's why I very, you very rarely hear me criticising the Lansdownes apart from one thing, and that's in their selection of managers. Yeah. Um, but, the, I, you know, look at Derby. They are paying Wayne Rooney £90,000 a week, so just under £5 mil a year as a rookie manager. But they've got a young lad up there, 16, that they're selling to Liverpool for £3 million quid. So, yeah. if, if, if I was the people buying that club, I'd be thinking, well, hang on a minute. Are you telling me we can't get a manager for under £5 million? Yeah. I mean, it's just, for a rookie manager, it's absolutely ridiculous. No, but they
0: bought the name, just like they did with Frank uh, Frank Lampard and what have you. I mean, it's it's... The, the foot, we, we've said on here we've been saying it for a couple of months this non enter other than for fam the special one this non entering into contract negotiations with any player by the sound of it the players aren't knocking on our door and we, we're not going to the players saying you want a contract is this part of project reset for the summer with football finances day we talked about this uh before but do you do you think that that's evidence of that as being fact now that you know we're keeping our powder dry for another four months um i think there'll be a large element of it i don't think we'll
2: want to commit ourselves I, i'm you know i know fam's got cut the goals tonight and i know he's uh, scored a few recently but i if it was me i wouldn't have been making him the best contract offer we've ever offered a a, a bristol city player or one of the one of the best i, I I'd be, i have been selling him in the summer, and and probably even possibly last last Christmas I might have been thinking about it as well, thinking I don't want this guy to go down to his last year because no. and it's certainly you know, if Fine Mark way. Ashton knows his knows hold on hold on hold on and if, if Mark Ashton knows Fam and he knows his agents and his representatives well, he'll know what Fam's angling for, and that's a shed that's a shed load of money, and he'll probably be prepared to walk, and and that's the, the risk we've now got ourselves into. You can reply on that, in if you want. That's my view. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. You must have an offer. I, I agree with you. Um, we should. The, the problem with all these things is post-COVID, we should have got all these things sorted. Now, you might say, ah, yeah, but now we've got COVID, we'll be able to pick up the players for a lot less. Well, so will other clubs. Yeah. And the other clubs might be in places where, you know, Jack Hunt might want to go back to Yorkshire um Tommy yeah but then are good. we
0: but then but if they if they went are we that bothered about it and we are better financially equipped even allowing for Lansdowne sustainability we are in a better position than a lot of other clubs so is Jack hunt going to get a better contract with either of well a, Sheffield United wouldn't have him, but is Jack Hunt going to get a better contract at Sheffield Wednesday if he wanted to go back up north? Right? Uh, you've got to look at his options. Where is Jack Hunt going to go, if you take him as an example? Where is Pato going to go that he could better his existing terms than he's on now at Bristol City? And there well, are got, stages who's going, going to take him
1: on? Well, I guess we'll find out. Mm. The well, we will. The, the other, the,
3: the other thing, I think the other thing we've got to look at, seriously, is with this Devastating loss of loss of match day and commercial income for championship clubs. That's going to last up to to next season because there's no way I can't see his uh, fans being re admitted till September, October until everybody's got the uh, the jab. They'll be pushing for a salary cap. I think pre season. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, C- Cardiff, I suppose has just been on the on the text saying Cardiff for losing three million a month, and um, you know they'll be they'll be. Uh, There'll be there'll be clubs with big debts who gambled in yep. the Premier League who come down and but there'll Mark, be players Mark, you know, when you there'll look clubs at that, who can't you pay You say the they're wages. losing three yeah. million a
0: month, right? Take out yeah. our transfer profit on last year accounts that just mm. came out, right? Yeah, we're in that ballpark. You know what was That's it? What Ten I'm million. Long,
2: we we can't, two million, million a month. A
3: million. All right, two and a half. Right. Yeah, what I'm saying is clubs can't sustain can't sustain these losses. I think we're moving towards a salary cap. So I think there's gonna be, you know, some new well, there, some new normal.
1: There, there uh, will be a salary how, how,
3: cap. How, will we attract, how do we attract players well, then? You're right. How do we attract players to come well, here? There, is it the manager we'll,
1: is it There will yeah. be a oh, salary Oh no, it's recruitment. Cap. Yeah. Yeah. But there will be a salary cap. But yeah. the salary cap applies to everyone. But it won't apply it won't be brought in overnight because it can't. You can't walk up to Calas tomorrow and say, "Right, we were paying you twenty-five grand a week. You're now on 14. You can't do that. That's illegal. Mm. So, without his agreement, and, and he'd be a muppet to agree to it. And he didn't go into. They wouldn't even take a cut this year. They all took a deferral. So uh, th- that that's the issue. So I think there will be yeah. a salary cap, and I I think that normally what they do with these things they they give a club a number an amount of money so if you want to let's say you had 100 quid you can play one bloke 97 and you can play all the rest three quid between them if you can get away with it and that's yeah. the way it happened in rugby league they're allowed two players on over the or i think they were allowed two players on over the salary cap limit so you get your salary cap and then two superstars, if you yeah, will,
0: or, or you get you get a budget to spend, and it's up to you how you spend it. Which is what we've been saying again in the past. That instead of having yeah. four players at five grand a week, costing you twenty grand a week in wages, you have you know two players at seven and a half grand a week and two players at two and a half grand a week, which is experienced pros and young pros. Dave, you've made a point on here which we talked about offline. Uh, uh earlier today anyway skilled recruitment not the scattergun that we've been doing and then yeah. you also said that in lee johnson's latest coaching piece that he said the best chance he had of getting promotion was seventeen eighteen season and then basically after that it all went to rat shit when the new recruitment regime came into place is that right that's what you're saying on I that think, That fundamentally think... we were putting clubs in the bag was the term you use wasn't it yep. yeah i think
2: just to just just to kind of qualify what I said, I think Lee Johnson came out and said basically, with the, the core of players that were left by him by the previous regimes of Cottrell, O'Driscoll, and Burt, he had some really good players. He added a couple to it, and that was his best chance. And for me, I, I kind of found it quite damning that he said he couldn't basically replace the previous manager's players with good enough quality to, to kick off. I think it's quite a. Quite, quite sad in a way. I'm just going yeah. to come back on Ian's thing about the the salary cap. So the previous proposal, um, don't know whether that was the one the other week, but certainly the one they were knocking around in the close season was 18 million uh, salary salary budget on a 25 man squad, and that was basically a 720 thousand pound per per player, 720 thousand pound per player. Uh, and that's actually the league average salary. Yeah, I think our average salary is about 15 grand now. I think I read that in the, in the account, so, somewhere around that mark. What they would do with any player who's currently contracted, who earns more than that, they would um, cap it in terms of FFP reporting at that average salary. So if Callis was on 25 grand, he'd actually be reportable at 14 grand. And, and that was how they were going to do it until, obviously, he comes up for contract renewal or he goes somewhere else. And then, obviously, any new contracts have to fall within the cap. And that's why clubs like Sunderland, I believe, in, in League One, are the team that have been quoted to say they've only got £500 per week budget left. Yeah. Because they're all capped at the maximum because they're all probably on more than the, was it two and a half grand a week average that you're allowed in, in League League One? So I think that that's it. But yeah, go back. Sorry, so actual
3: no, sleight of hand for the sound of it.
2: Yeah. So, but I just think, in terms of recruitment, we've got we've got to look differently at it, and that, and that might be actually we just we only look for free transfers, or we only buy really young players really cheap, and we develop them, and go back a little bit to what we were doing. But it's going to be a weird scenario. And it's very difficult to predict. I think.
3: It's going to be yeah, a weird. We had a Larkin and ISON and people like that, didn't we? And, we and, it did, and it didn't work to an extent. Or smodics I suppose. We took punches with didn't players didn't in the lower because, Didn't come off
2: because there's no commitment, is there, in terms of the philosophy of playing and where they fit in? So you know, and, and Dave's right. I, this we are now suffering from the legacy of clubs in the bag. Yeah we've got a lot of average players or as Ian would call them bang average players. I, I don't like the word bang average. I think bang average actually says things less than average. And I know it's a, another debate. Yeah. did. Yeah.
0: Guys, it's uh, coming up to our sort of cut-off point. I said before this, uh, I said but that's really interesting debate on there. It flashed out a load of uh, things, and it is going to be interesting. I think Tomo put on there that, again, it's the politicians' answers that um, Ashton gives, and as Tomo said, if, if if Ashton had come out and said over Liam Walsh, you say, Liam Walsh has been injured all season, he's very effective at League One level, we want to get a couple of games see him perform and say he's on the verge of coming back let's have a see him have half a dozen games in this league at this level before we commit to a contract rather than trying to fudge it and I think that's a I think that's a valid uh, point I don't know how Liam Walsh feels about that but I know if he doesn't sign a contract here I'm sure Coventry City will be very happy to have him next season Uh, would we agree he won't he won't
1: Dave because they'd have to put him on the salary cap wages and he'll be earning more than that here I'll tell you that now we paid a million quid for him
3: yeah yeah
1: interesting Are look time look forward
0: to Saturday's game well, well look forward to Saturday <laughs> very very briefly I mean let's just sort of look at uh, where we're at I mean I said before this game four games coming up yeah and we um, I said we needed seven points from the four games to keep maintain the playoff challenge not to be chasing it because anything less than that, if we ended up getting uh, five points from the next four games, you know, you then start looking at points per game from the remaining, what would it be? 18 games. And once you're looking at two points per game and above, you're chasing. Yeah. So we got, I would call it the nailed on win tonight. That was the most winnable for me. It goes win, draw, lose, win. Yeah, so that's Derby away, um, Brentford away, and finishing with a win against Cardiff. I mean, Dave, you know, do you agree with that seven points? And do we need to be careful though against resurgent Wayne Rooney's Derby County at the weekend? What do you think?
2: Yeah, I'll be wary against any team. We've seen a, a team like Huddersfield tonight absolutely dominate us for a large portion of, of the game. I, I think I think you're right though. I think that little kind of like seven points from four games keep, keeps momentum, and it'll gain you a point or two over some time. Teams it might lose you a point or two against every team. At some point, you need a little a little run of two or three wins on the trot because that that gains you ground. But, but we're in touch somehow to some extent, um, yeah. And we just need to keep it going. You know, I think a win a win on Saturday won't be easy. Would be quite handy. I think that would leave us in a nice little position there.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's your view, uh, Ian. Your thoughts. We got three points on the board from that seven-point requirement over four. Anything at Derby? Resurgent Derby this week?
1: Yeah. I I think we should go up there in with our away record and with the right shaped team. I think we should go and try and win it. Um, I think we should look to play better than we did tonight. Um, if if I see us go up there with too narrow in midfield or scream and um, as a uh, one of the closing points, City won 3-1 at Swansea tonight, Joe Williams played 45 minutes and came through unscathed.
0: Which Dan put that up thanks to Dan, I meant to say earlier for that with Dan. so Ian, with with that news, do you think you know, the pressure to bring him in, do you think they might put him on the bench or give him another, no no,
1: no, I I don't think you'll see Williams for another I don't think you'll see Williams Pato or Seti who by the way uh, when we signed him, they said he can play either full-back position or he can play old in midfield. I don't think you'll see any of them for two weeks.
0: So they'll first be back in time for the cup tie then, yeah?
1: Possibly. Yeah, or possi- I don't know whether you know they might get on the sneak on the bench for Brentford. I mean, Pato, yeah. Williams um, and Williams have been training for a week. So yeah. I would think another, another. there's another game next week when Sessignon's going to play. Yeah. Um, so if, if him and Williams and perhaps Pato get through that, because I think you're allowed to play two or three overage players, um, then, yeah, I, I think, you know, we're not going to get, it. we've got, with the position we're in, we've got a great chance. Yeah. Because, uh, but the only sides that have, have won more games than us are the top four. Yeah,
0: so yeah,
1: no, you're absolutely got, right. That's got to say something. Now, if we, it's a shame about Baker. I would have liked to have seen Big Baker back if we're going to play a back three, or if anything happened to, uh, God forbid, anything happened to Mawson or Callas, I would have liked to in him to be available. But he's another one who's got injured in rehab. Now uh, that's the second one. So I, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to think. I mean, certainly we shouldn't be saying, oh, well, you know, let's go to the Derby and we, you know, if we can just get a point, won't be a disaster. No. But I think we should go up there with the strikers we've got. We should go up there and try and try and win the game. Simple as yeah. that.
0: And finally, from you, uh, and finally, Mark, as Esther Ranson used to say with uh, her programme in the 70s. Finally, Mark, your, your, your
3: thoughts on uh, Derby. A point up there? I'd take a point now, I to think, be honest. I- I think it's it's winnable. The good thing about Derby, I like to play possession football, don't score a lot of goals. Sounds familiar, and that'll give us a chance. And I think we've got to win that game to stay in touch because we got Brentford next Wednesday. Cardiff would be difficult. That could be a point. And then we're playing we're playing Watford and Reading uh, on the 13th and 16th. So you know, very tough run of are fixtures. We
0: not, we not, when's a cup? a cup game? Then is that
1: the 20th? Wednesday the
3: 10th for February. Oh, so the tenth. it's on yeah, Wednesday the 10th. Oh, oh, yeah, Wednesday 10th. It's the 10th and 11th, yeah. yeah oh, we got 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 we know, and take. we don't
1: know what channel that's going to be on next. I mean, it'll be live on one of the others, but there's a possibility of three. I can't see it.
0: But, but the Cup game big... is after the Cardiff game, so we've got a batch of four matches in the league before the Cup game because it's midweek. That'll, and be, ide- got... that'll
3: be ideal for your Sessignans and... And, and, uh, and then it's and, uh, Reading. You know, the and then it's what?
0: so no easy Watford, game Watford, no...
3: On the sa- Watford on the Saturday Reading on the Tuesday yeah
0: and that's a way home isn't it yeah so really we've got to get yeah. those seven points from those these this batch of four yeah because Absolutely. look at the next if you look at it in batches of four that's probably maybe the best way to do it rather than batches of ten as we get to this batches ambience. of one Dave batches, batches one, of one one got game done. at a time so Albuquerque said we no, have been been you Waggon. have been a manager Dave. Waggorn's core Waggorn's core flakes yeah and somebody said fair play to the presenters, Virgin Broadband holding out tonight. This is unheard of. Thank you. PBG nine oh B two ACHS eighty five. Our friend from Iran hasn't uh dialed in tonight to ask us what we think of his national government. So uh he's probably a don't, political prisoner don't, now. Don't
1: don't don't tell him your name, Pike.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, Mr uh, Mr um, Mr. Holder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. guys yeah. good one again lots of lively debate i mean uh i think we've been joyous to an appropriate level but as we said we're celebrating the win but we're also discussing the game and there were some things in there that needed maybe that harsh approach but uh everything to look forward to guys have a great evening what's left of it and uh see you all again and thanks for the listeners Another high audience that we've got uh, tonight as well so appreciate all your contributions Uh, high engagement score tonight as well we've gone through 12,000 downloads as well I think so uh, thanks again for that we do publish our downloads on on Bob Beam so you can see we're not lying about how many people are uh, are listening or downloading that's the main thing Uh, but thanks a lot for your support my gang of three and all the listeners thanks a lot for that enjoy the day good night
2: dave good night all good Good night 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 chaps. good night mary ellen good night
3: jim bob (laughs) good (laughs) night Sue ellen
1: it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points perfect Order the mcdelivery now in the mcdonald's app you in our participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery and times supply see mcdonald's.com
2: Let's rethink possibility. Investco Distributors Inc.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.